now for something special. The unit is self-contained with its own saddler, farrier, wheelwright and so on. It's a rigorous training dished out who know all there is to know about horses and it brings results. We take you behind the scenes now to show just some of the interesting aspects of this training. Welcome to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein, the number one podcast to create sound of horses from the ground up. Mike Stein is a registered journeyman farrier with an APF1 accreditation. On this week's show, Talking Terminology, we're going to talk about rope walking. Also, we're going to continue with the story of the Proper Balance Movement, Chapter 8, the Bojangle story, and also a lot more to get into wrapping up Season 6. And over on my far right-hand side is Mike Stein. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Travis? Doing all right. Uh, we took last week off. We had some, uh, as you look around here in the studio, don't forget for every podcast we do, we have a video on? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay. Mike's asking about video, and for every podcast we do, we have a matching video as well, and you can see us here in the studio, Mike waving to me, worrying about the video to make sure that it's on and running and uh, me waving a mic and you can see here in the studio we've changed a lot we did a lot of construction a lot of updating and stuff getting everything ready for season six or season seven sorry pardon me season seven starting in about two weeks from now this is the uh this is the end of season six so but we've got a lot of stuff a lot of interesting stuff to talk about uh on this episode and then we'll let you know what's coming up on next season as well and did i say oh and over to my far inside is mike stein did i introduce you already yes there's mike stein over there again He's so good. You he, forgot about me, he's Travis. So, he's so good. We uh, he's so nice. We named him twice. So there. That's you go. right. There you go. How are you, Mike? How are things going? I'm doing all right, Travis. Been uh, you know cleaning up stuff from the storm. Cleaning up stuff here in the studio. Cleaning up stuff from the storm. What happened with the storm? Uh, I had a tree decided that it didn't want to be upright anymore. <laughs> that took out some fencing and all that sort of stuff. Did it really? Did it damage anything bad? Mm, fencing. No, that's about it. All right, though. <laughs> but, you know, and it went right between fig bushes and uh, my blueberry bushes and all that sort of deal. No, no, so no. All, that, all that survived well, but there's some fence damage. No uh, no horses or anything got out? Well, there's not horses there to get out. Oh, I thought you had a couple horses on one side of the property. Not at the moment. Oh, okay. Well, here we've been, like I said, we've been updating the studio here. So please, by all means, go over to YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe to Mike Stein, uh, Equine Dynamics over on YouTube. And you can get caught up on all the past seasons, all the past episodes of what we've been doing here in the studio. You can see the evolution of the studio, uh, what we've had and what we've become and turned into. And also make sure you follow Mike Stein over on Facebook as well. That's Equine Dynamics Mike Stein. He's got a brand new Facebook page up there. So make sure you like and subscribe to him as well now here on our property mike yes on uh, your property we have I've, I've got the pasture fence up right i haven't cut the tops of the rails off yet so i'm still working on that right okay so but what's been happening you were talking about um we had a bad storm that came through and you lost a big tree and stuff i've got all these huge branches that are like laying around in like the the second pasture and stuff right so right now all three pastures are connected they're all, they're all open so the horse can run in between all three pastures there's a 10 foot gate that separates each one and my wife's like going well we need to pick these up the horses are going to trip the horses are going to fall i'm like going horses are not going to trip they're going to look these are not in their path and what was that we talked about several uh seasons ago where when a horse walks from the pasture to where the food is, it's you can see the trail. You right. know, he's got a beaten path. And there was something called 
um, obstacle, field obstacles or something. If you there want. you go. You got field obstacles. Well, none of these branches have fallen in the in the path that the horses are walking on. Yeah. Well, what about the grass and stuff? I said, babe, look at all that. They're not even eating that grass over there because it's, it's all weeds and stuff. They don't eat that. So just pile them up over there. We'll deal with them later. My wife is just... I don't want to say she's paranoid, but if there's like a, a rock now here in the Carolinas, we've got that hard clay and we've got quartz in the, in the dirt and the sand right. and the ground and stuff. She freaks out because she thinks out of this whole entire, you know, 17 some odd acres, the horse is going to find that one rock and it's going to find and it's going to step on that one rock and it's going to roll its ankle just right on that one rock. <laughs> so the field has to be pristine. Well, you must find that one rock. The rest of them are fine. It's just that one. The one rock. Now, when we were doing the fence post, and we basically followed the same line, the f- same fence line, we just consolidated the the, um, the panels to make them sure. Right. They, they were 10-foot panels, and now they're 8-foot panels. And underneath the fence line, when you pull out the post, is that 4x4 four four square hole in the ground. Right. But it's underneath the actual fence line rail. Right. She's out there. She's grabbing all these rocks. From and the, filling up the post and holes, fill, yes. Yes, because she's worried that the horses are going to stand in those little holes and break its legs. First they of, will invent new ways to hurt themselves. <laughs> Go ahead. It's so ridiculous. But so she's out there filling them up. I'm like going, look, babe, we've, we've got this brand new fence up, brand new, old, new, recycled fence up, and we've got a hot wire. We've got two hot wires on it. There's no way, any way. Anywhere where these horses are going to get close to the rails and step on these holes that are underneath where we put the the new reuse recycle existing fence, or can they? Yeah, it, it, only the only one that would do it's when you bring your ex- new expensive show horse home, <laughs> and he will. Right, exactly. I know it, the because other because he'd have to cost you money somehow, somehow, some way. Now you were out there. The, if he's not, he's not truly a horse. Exactly. Now you were out there the other day. And uh, you were working with Diego, which is out right. off property and, and being professionally trained and turned out and ridden, you know, twice a day or what. I don't know what they're doing. I just know that the horse is. He's over there. You're not having to deal with it. Right. And uh, Amy had you come out the other day to look at the back end of Diego. Right. Now, you have put high heels on Diego on the rear end. Expla- high heels. Explain what you did and what you had to go out there and now adjust. Okay. All right. We looked at Diego. She trotted him out for me, and now what? Now you changed something on Diego because he had he's got rockers or something on the on his back well, legs. Did not do change anything as far as the shoe format this time. What I did do is adjust adjust pressure on the foot in the trim, and we had a little bit of a rotation on that right right hind. But he also, if you watch him, and it, okay, just watching the dock of the tail. Amy was saying that at, when he when he moves laterally, mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying that right. When he moves laterally, his right hind leg wants to push and then twist. Right, push and push in and then twist out. So, what was causing him to do that? Part of it is the position of the pelvis. He tends to cock that cock his pelvis around. Was watching him move. He cocks his pelvis around to the right, pulls the right side of the pelvis forward, and. Just watching what he does in the dock of the tail when he moves forward. And I said, you know, you're having a problem with pushing his ribs out to the left. And she said, yes. And I said, every now and then when he does that, he's dumping his, he's dumping his right shoulder. And, um, you know, I just watched him trot out from behind. And when they do that and they twist out, they swing that 
that right hind will swing wide and kind of swing wide and rotate back in. And then when he hits the ground, he lands twist as he pulls through, rolls, rolls his leg. Now, when a horse is moving diagonally or in a turn, they have to have a certain amount of give there anyway. But what I did was relieve some pressure on the medial side of the hoof and the back part of the hoof, so I floated that out and uh, changed the pressure as far as how the hoof pressure was loaded in the hoof itself. Didn't change the shoes, uh, just uh, changed the pressure in in the hoof and you. Know, and how did you do that? How did you manage to do that without changing the shoe itself? Well, you know, when I was trimming the foot, I adjusted the how how the foot was loading. I took took some of the load off the medial side heel, and uh, that changed the pressure when he lands in the in the foot. He, you know, the way he settles into the ground, and uh, the foot will settle in flatter. If he's pushing up on that medial side heel, you'll get more rotation. If I release the pressure, we'll get less rotation, and we're not torquing on the hock. But we got we got to have some give room somewhere. So I've got give room between the shoe and the foot. So if you were to let this thing go, or or this was left undetected, mm. um, what would happen to the horse or to the rider or to their combination thereof? Long term, okay. Any horse that is having a part, hard time getting under himself, if the pelvis is out behind him, you're going to have more likelihood of rotation. The catch-22 one is the more you rotate, the more it's going to push the pelvis out from under the horse, correct? Okay. Let's let's just say correct. <laughs> I'll go with correct. I like it. So over time, you get wear and tear on your hocks. Um, if you want to throw some other things into the combination, bad-fitting saddle drops the back, pushes the pelvis out behind it on down the line so it's a domino effect that this is not taking care of this million dollar horse that we have purchased right would now be a and that horse is going to cost you a million dollars by the time it's done <laughs> so catch it now right fix it early and then uh hopefully that so is the horse is diego doing this now or no according to brett no no so everything's cured just a, just a trick with the rasp and knowing where where to relieve pressure okay you know that and that was it but uh the less rotation we have in that back end and we can get the pelvis to square itself up a little more, the less problem you'll have with the barrel kicking out and the less she'll dump, he'll, he'll dump that right shoulder. So this is not rope walking that we're dealing with. This is something totally different. Okay. Rope walking can <laughs> go along with it. Okay. All right. We'll explain that. One. All right. When we come back, we'll talk about rope walking and what that is. You're listening to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He'll be right back. Introducing Gourmet Seafood Box. Best quality, guarantee at the website, GourmetSeafoodBox.com. Gourmet Seafood Box is a subscription box of gourmet seafood delivered once per month directly to consumers' homes. Four boxes to choose from at launching. Products include blackened salmon on a cedar plank, bacon-wrapped scallops on a cedar plank for grilling, salmon portions, hot smoked salmon, salmon burgers in different flavors, cold smoked salmon in different flavors, tuna steaks, swordfish steaks, cod, mahi-mahi, all sustainable seafood. Again, the website GourmetSeafoodBox.com. Not just offering seafood, but a lifestyle of healthy eating habits, meditation, and exercise to promote a better quality of life. 
All seafood is individually vacuum-packed, and their mission is also to make a difference by donating a portion of their revenue to children's charity organizations. They're a pioneer company in Miami and the state of Florida. Check them out today, GourmetSeafoodBox.com. Straight from their docks to your door, best quality seafood with the highest standards, making it easy to bring the incredible flavor and health benefits of quality seafood to your dinner table. Check out the website to learn more and start your subscription now. When you visit the website, they're currently offering 10% off your first purchase, and you can connect on Instagram at Gourmet Seafood Box. Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Sign. If you have a question for Mike Sign, the way you get those questions in is go to equinedynamics.com. At the top of the page, it says contact us. Fill that form out, ask us a question, and make sure you put a return address, and we'll send you out a prize pack from the Equine Dynamics prize pack. And uh, we'll send you out some stuff uh, as quickly as we possibly can. And if you'd like Mike Sign to perform a clinic out at your location, you can fill that form out as well, and we'll pencil you in. And, Mike, you've got a clinic coming up here, actually, at this location on, what is it, October? I wrote it down here, October 21st. Right. Uh, you're going to have a little qu- clinic out here. Uh, you're going to be dealing with our horse, uh, Dominique, and you're going to go over the stuff that you saw when you came here and how you kind of adjusted it and stuff. And that starts at 1030. If you'd like to be part of that, email Mike over at equinedynamics.com. And over to my far inside is Mike Stein. How are you? I am here. Can't you get are- any better than that now, can it? <laughs> well, you were here earlier and you were like, oh, shoot, I forgot something. So you went all the way home. And then came all I the way to test run this morning. And you came back and all you had was a uh, thing of coffee in your hand and this book. Is this the only thing that, <laughs> that you forgot at the yes, house? Yes, but I was, you know, and it was placed right where I would not forget it. Okay. Which, how'd, how'd that work out? Right, not too good. Right next to your coffee cup? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And over my far inside is Mike Stein. So, Mike Stein, we're going to talk this week, talking terminology, rope walking. Now, is this when a horse gets up on, like, in the circus and does the tightrope where they walk on the horse? Exactly. And he's got the umbrella in his hand or in his mouth and he's walking on the rope? Is that what we're talking about here? Mm, yeah. No. Okay. So, what? tell us what rope walking what is. What rope walking is. Okay. When when you had your modeling career and you did the runway walk, right? Because I I remember you being on magazine covers. I have them all here in the studio. Right, you walk and one foot goes directly in front of the other, right? As if you're walking a rope. Now, if you watch them rope walk, and most time people will look at front legs. Horses move if they move narrow in the front, they'll move wide in the back end. They move wide narrow in the back end, they'll move wide in the front to have a bulldog walk. But most time, rope walkers are not getting the exact same swing on both sides. You'll have one side that rotates out and swings in, and if you watch those horses real close, the back end or their body is canted, meaning bent. And then they're, they got the one leg that's shorter strided, and the other one leg is making a big loop around and landing in front of that, in front of that leg. And if, the, if it is the, the, the leg that's making the big swing around, they're pelvis is canted, canted to the other side i mean it's, it's kind of wanting to track dog track the term is used to describe a horse with a very narrow chest resulting in walking like it's on a tight rope a horse may cross its legs during this process so that's rope walking so it actually right. the term basically means that it looks like he's walking on a tight rope right now what causes you this could probably put him up on a rope but he'd probably fall off what what causes this and then or, or is it is that a common thing? Is it a natural gait that a horse would want to do that? Or is there something deep, deep lying issue that would cause that? Well, some of that is, you know, overdeveloped and underdevelopment of muscles. Also, 
range of movement of muscles. If you've got muscles that are contracted where the leg has to swing in, if you can work on getting that developed and getting it stretched out, you, you can, you know, posture. Does the uh, the chest bumping sit-up thing that you were talking about a couple uh, a couple seasons ago, remember you were talking about having going up to the horse's chest and push on it like if it was doing a push-up, like bump the chest to increase those muscles? Does that help that uh, rope walking? Any, anytime you get the horse's body to lift, it should help. There are some stretches that you can do, and I tell you what, if Dominique will let us, we'll, we'll show you that. We'll do the clinic over here. Um, something that I learned when I was working with Mr. Clyde Caldwell, who was a chiropractic slash farrier years ago. And, uh, that, that's where I really got started into body work way back. Now, where where do you commonly see horses have rope walking? Is it your pasture horses where they've just been left alone or is this some kind of, um, your your horse, they're left alone. Probably nobody's looking. Well, I know, I know, I know, but I mean, do will they fall into that category where like, hey, look, I don't have to really do as much, or I don't have to concentrate as much? So Some this, of them can. They can fall into this category. They they could easy enough. Yes. Now, where I see it is, we've got a mechanical issue we're chasing. Uh, he's not moving right. We're, you know, where I get called in a lot of times is you got an odd dolphin on lameness, and you're chasing ghost. Does that make any sense? No, but I'll go with it. You're chasing an after effect. Okay. And it's like Tony used to always say, start, start. it doesn't matter where you start in the horse, but why? Why does he rope walk? Okay. Why is he not tracking straight? Okay. What else is tied into him not tracking straight? Why is that happening? It's all the way through the horse from the, and, and I like to, when I watch a horse, I start from the back end forward because if the motor's not running, you hadn't got a, you, you got a problem. Right. And so many times we end up, people call, they're looking at the front end of the horse, back in the horse that isn't paid attention to. If I'm going to make big changes in the horse mechanically, I need to understand what's going on in the back end. And that would be why we have opted to do what we were doing with Diego, because he's dragging his hind end behind him. If you're shooting laterals, from looking at the coordinator band, we've got, probably got some low palmer angles. We've got to get his back end up under him. If not... You know, he's really nailing himself in the lower back. Um, also, working too straight, beating up his hocks, and all that sort of deal. We want to we get him moving for the dressage arena. If he's laying on his front end and locking up his shoulders, we're not going to get that movement. We're not going to get the power. Power has to come from dr- drive from the hind end. So that's all you got to look at. Well, I thank you, and Diego thanks you as well for, for fixing his his twisty foot. <laughs> it was just a bump of the rasp. <laughs> it's amazing. That little bit, un, un, uh, undiagnosed, could have gone on and, and created more problems for Diego down the line. Well, it can. It was just that's something we're going to have to pay attention to, and that needs to be part of his regiment of having his feet done, and will be until... If you get him really strong and really up under himself, that that pressure point's not going to be much. You know, pushing up in the hoof is not going to be that much of a problem. And we don't want him rope walking. No, we don't want him walking on ropes because <laughs> you know. I don't know. You might get money. Well, they don't really run the circus like they used to. No, not, not then, like not and, like the good old days. And then you, you could do it with people and let them fall off, but not a horse. Right. Exactly. All right, guys, stick around. When we come back, we're going to dive into Chapter Eight: The Bojangles Story about an arthritic horse named Bojangles from the book Proper Balance and 
Sorry, let me Proper try Proper balance movement. Yeah, let me try that again. Proper balance movement, uh, chapter eight. So stick around. We'll dive into that when we come back. You're listening to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He'll be right back. I knew a man Bojangles and he danced for you In worn out shoes Silver hair and ragged shirt and baggy pants The old soft shoe He jumped so Run, jump, pedal, stretch, lift. Whatever you're doing to stay fit, do it in style with the right gear. At Crinist Sport, you'll find the equipment, accessories, and clothing for your active lifestyle, all delivered right to your home. From cycling to weightlifting to golfing to camping, what you need is at Crinist Sport. Online at crinistsport.com. That's C-H-R-I-N-E-S-T sport.com. City singers singing about how they can love Deeper than the oceans, higher than the stars above Well, I come from the country and I know I ain't seen it all But I heard that ocean salty and the stars this sometimes Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. Don't forget that this September 16th, Mike Stein and myself and the whole entire Equine Dynamics podcast group will be out at the Randy Travis Festival here in downtown Marshville. That's the plan, yes. And uh, it used to be called the Bow Weevil Festival right? Uh, for many, many years. And they, they changed it over because uh, the town of Marshville is home of Randy Travis, famous country singer out there. Right. And he actually comes out to this festival. So uh, they have uh, a lot of vendors, a lot of food, a lot of music, a lot of good time, a lot of fellowship and everything like that. And Mike Stein and myself and the whole entire Equine Dynamics group will be out there as well. So make sure you come out there and find us. Uh, we'll have some uh, some free swag for you. Uh, we'll have some uh, bumper stickers, some magnets, some keychains, some buttons, all that stuff for the little kitties out there as well. So make sure you come out and see us. September 16th and we'll be out there from, I believe, noon to, I'm sorry, 9 to 2. It was, we're going to be out there. Uh, so come check us out as well. And over to my far hand side, our very own uh, hometown hero here in Marshall is Mike Stein. How are you? I'm doing good, Travis. How are you doing? Doing well. Now, we're going to dive into uh, a mentor of Mike Stein, which is Tony Gonzalez, and he wrote this book called The Proper Balance Movement. Um, and he wrote this book back in the late 80s. Is that what you said? Late 80s? Late 80s, early, early to late 80s. And a lot, of, a lot of the stuff that Tony Gonzalez talks about in this book still reigns true today. Now, we have come across some stuff uh, earlier on in this season where Mike Stein has uh, adapted some of Tony Gonzalez's theories and stuff. And him and Tony Gonzalez, before he passed away in 2000s, agreed that uh, idea- ideology, as far as uh, some of the techniques in here, have changed. Right. And they've adapted. Quite a bit. So the, and... one, the one thing you always want to do is make sure that you're furthering education. Um, All the time, yes. But And this is a great place to start as far as getting your education started. Now, here we go. We're going to read this. Uh, chapter 8, the... A horse by the name of Bojangles. Uh, I have a, and the story goes, 
I have a problem. I need you and my vet to get together is what, the way it starts out. Now, when I'm giving talks, this is Tony talking. When I give talks on my proper balance movement uh, philosophy, I often receive requests for more technical stuff when I explain things. Unfortunately, when I, when I make my talks more technical, I've seen a lot of confused looks on people's faces. So here we go. Many facts about the Bojangles case. Uneven development and confrontation. Confirmation. Confirmation, yes. Which is a narrow chest, uneven shoulders, and downhill, or the high end is the hind end is, is high. higher. All right, there you yeah. go. What was going on with a horse named Bojangles and his, what was it, arthritic? Arthritic knee. He had an arthritic left knee. So tell us the story of how this uh, chapter became to be in this book. Tony had talked to me a lot about several several deals in there, and all of them are learning process, and the horses always throw something, something at you. And this reminds me of a lot of horse that I got called on some years ago. And I think we had talked about dude at one point on this show, but he had a big arthritic knee and a lot of similarities to what we're, what we are talking about here. Now, the way that I handled dude working on dude 25 years ago, and I was in the learning process. I'm still in the learning process. Always going to be in the learning process because there's so much that we, we have learned and my skill level has changed and hopefully it is still continuing to grow. But, Dude had a large knee. Now, when you say dude, you're not saying it like, dude. Hey, dude. <laughs> you're saying he, he was a dude. But but a very similar situation to the horse you're talking about. And when you watch the horse, the knee actually wanted to flex out a little bit. And it was a big, knotted, arthritic, ugly knee. And, you know, the, the deal was put a bar shoe on it. Well, he showed up. The horse showed up at a horseshoeing conference. And that's what they did is they put a bar shoe on it. And they put a wedge on it. And this is kind of where I got involved because I was kind of watching some of this going on. And we looked at the horse with Clyde at the deal. Well, somebody else was working on the, the horse as a demo. And they, they wanted the leg straight. And he came home, and a few days later, I got a phone call. He's not walking good. Well, the wedge was turned, put in sideways to straighten the leg. Like the knee couldn't take it. And, of course... Going back over the horse with Clyde, I was already looking at a few things, looking at the upper body. Now, think about this. The horse has a knee problem. When you start looking at the horse's shoulders, which side do you, would you think would be the weak shoulder, small shoulder? I would say the, the shoulder that's opposite of the knee. That wasn't the case. Darn it. But you're right. Now, if, if it was just solely the knee, that would be the problem. Okay. So we had lifted him up in the front end. At this point... I would have done a lot more with the back end than I would the front. But he was way overdeveloped on that knee, on that shoulder, putting a lot of stress in the knee. In the back end, mechanically, he as, as we messed him, we were catching on to, to, hmm, the back end hadn't worked right. So was the knee the lameness or was that an after effect of bad mechanics, lameness, something going on the back end? Horses are very good at hiding things. What I think was going on was he was abusing that leg and finally it wore out. And he was throwing leg weight off that diagonal hind because by the time we got messed with him, well, he's, we're sore in the hocks, we're sore in the stifle, we're sore in the lower back. And the more times I went back and messed with him, it's like, oh, no, he didn't have any problems in the back end. Nobody looked at the back end. And we didn't do anything, but finally got to the point we could do something to help mechanically in the back end. And the knee actually went down. There was so much swelling. It never was completely right because the old knee was worn out. But when we got some of the weight off that leg... And got the back end 
squared up, he could track straight and it was they were you know, they were doing some light light riding on him and it was kind of one of those crazy stories because then it came along, he's doing pretty good. The owner says, I want him shooed the way he was before because that was good and he she wanted him in the bar shoes. I didn't have him in bar shoes, so they did. About a year later I got the call again, can you come back and work on him? Because I want his I want his shoeing to, to look this way. And um you know, it it was getting him happy. And the thing of is, the stronger he got on the weak side, as far as having any pad work, we we're able to reduce that. And if you ever do that, which I almost never do that kind of padding anymore, because it's like I did with your horse. One of the first things I would have done at that point was say, since we're rotating that leg, we're kicking out to the right. If we pick up that right shoulder, he'll straighten out. But I would have totally missed the pressure that was building in the back end. And all that was a rasp adjustment. But 25, 30 years ago, I was not developed enough to be able to figure that out. So I have a question for you. It might be a little off topic here, but you know, when you said you were, someone wanted you to put a heart bar on it and then that you came well, back. Egg bar, or egg bar. Egg bar on it. And, right. then, and then you came back a year later and worked on the same horse. So here's my question. I, like I said, I don't know if you got the answer to this. It was just something that popped in my head. And God right. knows everything pops into my head when we talk about horses because all I hear is dollar signs, you know, going out the window. When someone is on a is in competition and they're on a dressage horse, you know, because right. that's what my wife rides. She rides dressage. She's getting ready to, with Diego, trying to get her bronze medal. Right. So. Do you know you can get one a lot cheaper if you go down to the local trophy <laughs> shop? I know. I'll take two of those and one of those and right, four exactly. of those. <laughs> That'll be a hundred bucks. All right. See you later. I won. I won. No, but uh, if a judge is looking, watching your horse move. Okay. Right. Let's say Diego, my wife's out there on Diego and, 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 you know, doing the lateral and doing the, the 20 meter circle. And then the, you know, the 50 meter circle. I don't know what the, I'm just making things up here. And does the judge actually get to the point where it actually would look at the shoes or the way the horse was shod and look at it and go, okay, how come that right hind leg has a heart bar on it? But the front left leg, now this might not happen. I'm just saying. Right. And the, and the front left leg has a egg bar on it, and the back one has a rocker on it, and the you know the opposite one has just a regular flat aluminum shoe on it. Would a judge look at that and say, okay, there's something wrong with this horse because it's got four different shoes on it to correct four different issues? I mean, has it, and like I said, I don't know if you know the answer to that, but I know someone out there might know the answer. It depends on the level you're showing on how in depth they're going to go on checking out your horses because i would think now, that I, I would think they're judging you for the show ring right but i mean if if a judge actually you know because the horse's feet come up and they don't come up real fast so you can catch an eye and you can see a heart bar from across the arena right you can see an egg bar from across the arena as to a regular horse shoe right now if i was a judge and i saw that and I, in my mind i would be smart you know if i'm a judge to get any what's going on here right exactly what's going on here and would they penalize you mentally, unknowingly mentally penalize you for that? Oh, that that horse has got a you know something wrong with it. I can see the two inch lift or whatever that they the pad. I can see that pad in there, so something's going on, and that's what I'm going to look at the whole entire time. It would draw attention for sure, I would think. And could it could it hold, work against your score? Possibly, yes. That would be so unfair, though. I would think that would be unfair because if I was a track star runner and I had you know. One one of my legs is shorter than the other, and I've got a, a, a half-inch lift. 
on one of my shoes. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> speaking out. I thought you were a track star. I was back in the day when I was modeling, doing the runway modeling stuff. Right, yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, people are going to look at that, and you're going to automatically think, hmm, it's going to draw attention. Right. And you know, the longer I've messed with these tracking problems, the less carried away with uneven stuff as far as, like, different shoes, different this, different that you have to do now in the learning process of getting there sometimes i had to learn to look at instead of you know because it's ideal to do the front feet match to the hind feet match well no they don't and my thinking has to go a little different from left to right depending on what's going on with foot and you have to treat each quarter as an individual and you're, you're paying attention more or i'm paying attention to what i do mechanically to the shoe and you see when i fire up a shoe and i go to the forge and i'm I'm beating and banging and making a lot of noise and all that. And that's, you know, making smoke. and It's, it's all smoke and mirrors for you, All Mike. smoke and mirrors, <laughs> You're yes. not really doing anything. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I can adjust from one shoe to the other. If you look at the forging, it's per that leg. Okay. And I can do a lot there where earlier on in my career, I didn't have the skills to really seriously work in the forge. Another thing is knowing the knowledge of where to relieve pressure, where to put support. And that's it's like Jack Miller always said. So we, about, there's only two things a fairy can really do is provide support and relieve, relieve pressure. If you get too much support, the support can become leverage. If you relieve pressure, sometimes it can be, become not enough support. So you got to find your, your, your balancing point for that limb, and you're doing it for that limb, not mm-hmm. necessarily for that foot. And uh, back to the Bojangles case. So th- there's also added issues with uh, with saddle fit, uh, dealing with the arthritic knee. Right. Uh, also, um, uh, weight of, and movement of the rider, uh, lack of muscle or conditioning for that job, and muscle constriction in a short stride, hollowed back, and even the hoof well, right. wear itself. If, if the saddle is not allowing the shoulders to move, and it's creating a lot of impact because the shoulder sling is not working properly, if that is not getting full range of movement and able to move like it's supposed to, you end up beating up the joints. Okay. If I've got a horse that is a little bit of a high low and oh, let's make this fun. Let's say the right front is the more upright side. So if they do that, that'll tend to be the work shoulder, the weak shoulder. If they're, if, if they tend to go a little low in the back end or the pelvis curve forward in the back end, the barrel will curve out to the left. If I've got a right-handed rider and they tend to collapse on the right side, they're going to push the barrel out to the left. So if you've got a horse that high-low is opposite of where the rider wants to push them, it might make them go straighter. I don't know. We'll have to talk to Brett about this one. All right, we'll get Brett's opinion on that as well. But just a thought. All right, guys, when we come back, I bought uh, Amy some stuff for a barn, and I just bought them because they were kind of cool-looking. And uh, Mike saw them and goes, wow, these are really, really neat prints. And we'll show those on our camera here. And now's a great chance, if you're not watching this on YouTube, go over to YouTube right now, and you can see this uh, when we come back. Stick around. You're listening to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He'll be right back. I have a picture. Tired?
tired of your old boring clothing style? The same blue shirt with the same type of jeans and that old boring coffee mug. Put a little fun back in your lifestyle. Check out Easy Cool. Easy Cool is anything but ordinary. Easy Cool has created one of a kind apparel that makes a statement and assures you will get noticed. While you're at it, let Easy Cool change up your lifestyle too with one of a kind homewares and accessories. Easy Cool has what you need to break out of the norm. Easy Cool t-shirts, accessory, and more. Visit easycool.spring-creator.com. That's easycool.spring-creator.com. Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. If you have any questions for Mike Stein, or if you have an answer to my question that I had earlier in the program, go over to equinedynamics.com. At the top of the page, it says contact us. Uh, put answer question or podcast or anything like that in the subject line. Make sure you put a return address, and we'll send you out a prize pack from our little stash, our Equine Dynamics prize stash over here. And don't forget, on September 16th, mark your calendars. If you're in the Marshville area, in the Charlotte area, come out to Marshville for the Randy Travis Festival. Uh, the Equine Dynamics team will be out at the uh, Randy Travis Festival uh, September 16th, and the team includes myself, Mike Stein, all our other producers and stuff that make this show happen. You can come out there and meet us as well, and we'll do a little live appearance as well, or a live show as well while we're out there. So if you have questions for Mike Stein, and if you would like to ask him personally, you can do that face-to-face, and you can be on start of Season 7, which is going to start, Season 7 is going to start on October 9th. So make sure you mark your calendars for that as well. And don't forget, also, October 21st, I know I'm throwing a lot of dates at you here, October 21st, Mike Stein will be performing a clinic out at our location here at the studio on our property. And if you'd like to be part of that, uh, email Mike Stein over equinedynamics.com and get your request in. And Mike will send you all the information so you can be part of that as well. And over to my far inside is Mike Stein. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Travis? I'm doing all right. Now, my wife... In her tack room, now we in, in our barn down there, we have a six-stall barn. Uh, we have a tack room where we put shiplap up on the wall. We've got a, uh, a shower and toilet combination that we've built. All this was done from ground up. So you can go to the toilet and take a shower at the same time. Well, just in case you don't make it to the toilet, right. you can just <laughs> rinse yourself off. But it's like it's, it's kind of neat the way the setup is. You've seen it down there. It's kind of neat. It's all tiled in and everything. Mm-hmm. She's got all her food bins down there. It's really, really nice. And one of the things that she has is all the pictures of all the competitions and stuff that she's had over the years. Right. Now, now it's I think the youngest one that she has up there is when she was in her late teens, early 20s. There's a picture of her up there with Blaze. Remember I said she Blaze, yeah. Blaze had she had a picture of Blaze and then saw 25 years later the saw Blaze, yes. Yeah, saw Blaze here in the show, you know. And he's doing good. He, and it's the same way AJ was when she owned him. <laughs> exactly, never aged one bit. Right. And so I said, "Well, let's put some other pictures up there." And so in the process of doing the whole equine dynamics and the biomechanics of a horse, I came across these vinyl prints, or actually canvas prints, and I'm going to switch over to camera three. I'm going to show Mike these prints. So check these out. I put these in there, or I got these just because I thought it was neat, and it showed all the different aspects of a horse. So this is the exterior of a horse, and you can see this over on. Yep, yep, that's the outer part, That's the outers. So explain what you're looking at there. This is... A drawing of a horse. We've got all the parts labeled and numbered. You know, almost like if you were to see, like if they show a cow, and they show the sections of beef and stuff. Right. Like the, the this is the actual exterior of the horse, and it's showing all the different aspects of the horse and what each part is called. So it shows the loin. It shows wait, that's that's beef. <laughs> that's beef. Right. So go down and listen and name off a couple things that it's showing on there. Your eyes, your muzzle, your. Croup, your shoulder, your so upper arm, your 
you know. It's the terminology of, of what what you would when you talk about it, the exterior of a horse. Right. These are the terminologies that you would use. Right. It says flank, not flank steak. <laughs> uh, no. Ugh. That wasn't right, was it? No, it wasn't. So I got that for, and there, here's another one, and this is the same drawing of a horse, but this is the skeletal part right. of the horse, and you can see this as well. And these are, I mean, you feel them, Mike. They're nice canvas type mm-hmm. type material where I'm going to frame them. And this is something, this is kind of where I've got to think about what's going on from the outside of the horse. And what Mike's looking at is the, the same outline of a horse, but it's the skeletal part of the horse. And all the diagrams, again, with the numbers pointing to the actual right. terminology of what's being used there. Right. You, know, you can see your pelvis. You can see your you know, your stifle joints, hock joints. It's all labeled. And people can, can get accustomed to that for when they're talking to their vet or whoever they may need to talk to. And then here's the here's one that's got all like all the guts and stuff of a horse. Yeah, it's got it's, <laughs> this is got the outers, got skeleton, we got the innards. And it shows where the gizzard is and the brain. The brain. Uh I don't think it's a gizzard on a horse, but let's go with it. It's, it shows where the liver's located, the where kidneys, the uh, you know, you you got an idea of what's what what's where. And there again, when a, when when you're talking with your vet about your horse possibly having problems, having this picture in your head can kind of help you out as to what is going on. Well, I got them because, first of all, I don't know when you talk about stifle joint and the hock joint, I don't know the difference between the two. But I bought these for her to frame and put up in the tack room. Right. And I can physically look at it. And just by osmosis and looking at it, I mean, I've looked at those pictures of her in, her, in the competition and I can tell you what, what uh, shirt she was wearing. I can tell her what color her riding boots were. I can tell, you know, because I've just seen it so many times. Right. So I bought these for her to put up in her tack room. So you can go down there and stand and stare look at them and make yourself familiar with a horse. And just look there. And I think that would be a great idea for any any person sure at it is. any level that to have these visual pictures there. Now, you don't have to get as fancy as I have here. These are nice, you know. These, are, these are very nice. Canvas printouts. And they're... And they're age to look like you know artwork and stuff they are work but i'm gonna i'm gonna frame those and we're gonna put them up in the tack room and stuff i just thought it was a neat little gift that i got her um for myself so i don't have to sit there <laughs> switch back to cameras uh so i don't have to sit there and figure out when she's talking about something i'm like oh i have no idea what you're talking about now just i sh- now i got some kind of uh uh, where I can relate to it, and I'm like, point to the picture. Point to me what's wrong with the horse. That's right. That's just, what I'm going to use it just, for. Just, just go with it and say, yeah, that's whether you know what they're talking about or not. I've gotten away with it for years like that. Well, I mean, my wife will sit down there and have comp- uh, competitions, conversations, like uh, like when she, uh, she came back from showing Diego to you, and she's telling me, well, I said, so what did Mike say about Diego? And we're sitting down at the barn, and we're doing little barn chores and stuff. And she's like, well, you know, his hawk riding sideways, uh, the quadrilateral parallelogram is not working with the heart of the constitution of the interlogical galactic maneuver. And I'm like going, babe, I have no idea what you're talking about. Just tell me the foot's doing this. And she starts doing the movement. I'm like, all right, so how do you fix that movement where he's twisting out? Oh, he just took the rasp and did this. And I'm like, okay, boom, break it down in simpleton form. At least these pictures here up on the wall, um, I can at least revert back to him and say, okay, show me on the graph. Show me on the graph what hurts. Right. You know, <laughs> show me on the graph, you know, where Mike touched the horse. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense, but... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, I got those. I thought they were kind of neat. What I was doing was playing with diagonal pressure in the hoof. Okay. Well, I know you what you were doing, but I mean, I just thought these graphs would be um, 
beneficial for you. Right. Or beneficial for anyone. Yep. Yep. They would be very beneficial for anyone. And uh, I would, I think it'd be a good idea for people to have up. So here's my idea, Mike. You, you have an idea? I do have an idea. You have lots of ideas. I, 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 that's all I do. Is I'm, I'm, a, I'm a jar full of ideas that's overflowing. Next time you have a new client right. or just a client in general, I think you should get these drawings printed out on like, am I boring you, Mike? No, no, it's just uh, coffee's wearing off. I know it's the end of the season. Being Mike. A, waking up in, at two in the morning and staying up most of the night because that's what I do. Right. Um, if you were to get the these type drawings and have a you know, whatever and then have your your the Equine Dynamics podcast logo on there and hand them out to your clients. Just hand them out. Say, hey, look, as a re- it doesn't have to be fancy like this. It could be just a piece of paper, eight and a half by eleven, or uh, eleven by fourteen, or eleven by seventeen le- ledger paper, and just hand them out to someone and say, hey, look, you know, if you have any questions, this is the diagram of a horse. I thought this would be interesting. You could put this up somewhere and refer back to it whenever, yes. whenever necessary. Even like, uh, not the vets, because the vets would have this memorized, hopefully by heart. Hopefully, yes. But I mean, when you start dealing with a new client or, or something like that, handing something like this out and say, hey, look, here's a reference guide of what's going on. All right, guys, one more little segment. We'll let you get back to enjoying your ponies. Stick around. You're listening to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He'll be right back. There's nothing like a great cup of coffee. And Nautical Star Coffee carry delicious coffee in their online store that tastes amazing, and it's made fresh to order. Located in North Carolina, Nautical Star Coffee wants to be your go-to online coffee store. Like you, they were tired of the same old mediocre coffee that cost a fortune but had little flavor to show for it. At Nautical Star Coffee, there's no minimum purchase required. Sometimes you just want one bag of coffee, and that's fine with them. Their coffee is roasted, bagged, and shipped at the time of your order to ensure freshness. They search for the best coffee blends from Honduras, Colombia, and Costa Rica to give you the greatest cup of coffee. They're also veteran-owned and operated and truly value your coffee needs. If you want the coffee labeled with your own logo, let them know. They can do that for you. Perfect for restaurants that want to have their own coffee brand and great for your local company or small business, too. Start shopping right now at nauticalstarcoffee.com. That's nauticalstarcoffee.com. Dynamics with Mike Sign. Don't forget, if you like Mike Sign to perform a clinic out at your location like he's going to do on October 21st, uh, make sure you sign up for that. Email him at any time at equinedynamics.com. If you have a question for Mike Stein, you can do the, that there as well. Make sure you put a return address. And don't forget, this is the end of Season 6, so now it's your chance to go back and, and get caught up on all the, the questions and the controversies and all the discussions that we've had over the past six seasons. Uh, get caught up on that. We had a lot of bunch of guests. A lot of bunch of guests. We did have a lot of bunch of guests. Make sure you check those guys out as well. They had a lot of information as well. And we've got a lot coming up in Season 7. We're going to do a lot more live broadcasts. We've got that lined up. Uh, Mike Stein's got a whole list of people that are going to be joining us here in the studio. And also, uh, make sure you sign up for that. Make sure you like and subscribe to us uh, wherever you download podcasts. Make sure you share it with your friends as well. Horse owners, whether you're brand new to the game or a veteran such as Mike Stein as himself, make sure you do all that. And uh, get ready for 
season seven, which starts on October 9th, goes all the way to the Friday before thanks or Thanksgiving, Friday before Christmas. So you got another uh, what is that? Eight weeks, twelve weeks of uh, season seven coming up. So we'll get- and you can have all the critters for Christmas, like the <laughs> turtle doves or or the turtles. The turtle doves. I like the chocolate turtles. Those are those are my favorite. How many chocolate turtles do you like? Uh, I could probably eat about three before I start feeling disgusting. You you could go further than that. <laughs> I probably You're just say I'm that. just saying that for a radio bit. <laughs> uh, so make sure you like and subscribe to Mike Stein over on Facebook uh, with his brand new website, Mike Stein Equine Dynamics. Make sure you like uh, him over on YouTube as well follow him as well like and comment and if you have any questions for mike stein email him at any time at equinedynamics.com and over to my far hand side our very own chocolate turtle is mike stein how are you i am doing wonderful how are you travis doing all right so what do we learn today talking terminology what is rope walking rope walking is when the legs are crossing and pretty much walking on the same line like the your supermodel runways that i used to work with exactly uh, the term I is, knew I'd seen you somewhere. <laughs> the, the term is used to describe a horse with a very narrow chest, resulting in walking like it's on a tightrope. Uh, the horse may cross its legs as well in the process. Also, proper balance movement, Chapter 8. What was wrong with a horse named Bojangles? Yeah, we're talking about the arthritic knee and, and what can go on with that and uh, getting some of the pressure off. And relating it back to a case that I'd worked some years ago that these days I would have probably done something totally different. But the whole learning curve between where I started with this and where Tony was going with this and then bringing in a lot of thoughts from where we've gone now. And if you have an answer to my question, if you're a judge at a dressage and upper level uh, riding event and you see a horse that's got a correction horseshoe on there, would you would you hold that against the rider or against the horse? Like if you saw a heart bar or an egg bar or something on a right. on a horse, would you hold that against the rider as far as the the markings that that rider would get? Also, these uh these canvas drawings and stuff, and I'll I'll flip it over to Mike one more time so you can put it, and we're going to switch to camera three so you can see it. These are just a, an idea to have in your tack got room. Got your innards, got your got your skeleton, got the frame of the horse. And you got all your outer parts, innards and outers. And I bought these on Amazon. I think they were like, for all three of them, like 20 bucks or something like that. But it's not a bad idea just to have these in the tack room somewhere. Even though you've been around, I've been around horses all my life. But it just shows you, like I said, uh, you're messing with your camera there. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, if you've been around horses your whole entire life and you just want to get a recap uh, when you're talking about... Um, always always good to refresh. Education. Furthering education is always good. All right. All right, guys. On that note, uh, we're going to let you get back to enjoying your ponies. On behalf of Mike Stein over there... Have a good day. Enjoy your horses and uh, catch up with us next season. Don't forget to get caught up on all the stuff from Season 6 and beyond, or before, prior to that. Get caught up on that because we got a big Season 7 coming up, and hopefully the studio will be completely done, so you can make sure you follow us on YouTube as well. All right, guys, on that note, my name is Travis saying see you October 9th for Season 7. All of the doggies are in the corral. All of your work is done. Just close your eyes.